All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast, where I help you connect with the past through food. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode 53. Now, before I dive into today's show, I want to thank you all for listening. It really means a lot to know that there are real people out there tuning in each week. So if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It's seriously much appreciated. All right, I wanted to keep the intro brief today because I have a lot to cover. I think it's safe to say that most of us have enjoyed a Little Caesars pizza a time or two in life. I know there are many people out there who don't even consider Little Caesars as pizza at all. That they'd rather eat the box that the pizza comes in because it probably tastes better. I personally have a lot of great memories with Little Caesars. It was the pizza that was at every birthday party growing up, and of course it was a college staple. I actually had a roommate once eat, I swear he ate nothing but Little Caesars uh, for an entire semester, and his body did not appreciate that. However, he taught me things about Little Caesars that have stuck with me to this day. For example, those of you out there who don't like Little Caesars likely haven't had it with Crazy Crust. And if you've never tried Crazy Crust, you simply haven't lived. (laughs) Next time you're going past the Little Caesars, stop in, get a hot and ready, and ask for the Crazy Crust. It's going to add about a dollar or so to the cost of the pizza, but I promise you'll thank me. So how did Little Caesars become America's budget pizza option? To answer that, we really have to go back to the beginning. Now, Mike Illich, he was the founder of Little Caesars. He was born in Detroit, Michigan in 1929, and he graduated high school and then served four years in the Marine Corps. And when he got out of the military, he went back home to Detroit. Mike loved baseball and was actually a decent player. The Detroit Tigers offered him $3,000 if he would sign to play baseball for one of their minor league affiliates. And that resulted in a four-year minor league career from 1952 to 1955. He played second base and shortstop for the Tigers and also spent time with the Yankees and the Washington Senators organizations. And he finally suffered a knee injury that forced him out of playing baseball permanently. In 1954, Mike Illich went on a blind date with Marion Bayoff that was set up by Mike's father. After a few short months of dating, they were married. Mike absolutely loved pizza. And during his time playing ball, he'd sample pizza from local restaurants in different towns that he would visit. And at that time, pizza hadn't really caught on as an accepted dinner option for a lot of families. And Mike had plans to change that. However, before he slid headfirst into pizza, he worked for a cement company and sold awnings door-to-door. He started an awning business with some friends, and it really started to take off. And eventually they said thanks for all the hard work by buying him out of the business. 
Without a job, Mike turned his attention to what would be his next big thing. In 1959, Mike and Marion invested their entire life savings, which was a total of $10,000, into opening a pizza place in Garden City, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit. And they called it Little Caesars Pizza Treat. And that original location closed in October of 2018. Have you ever wondered how they got their name? When they initially opened, Mike wanted to call the place Pizza Treat. However, Marion felt it should be named something more personal. She always called Mike her Little Caesar, and the name stuck, and the couple settled on Little Caesar's Pizza Treat. When they first launched, they served pizza as well as hot dogs, chicken, shrimp, and fish. And Mike had (laughs) an interesting way. He was the uh, marketing brains behind the operation, and Marion would run the books. And Mike liked to give away food, and Marion had to make sure he wasn't giving away too much food every day. And when they would first open, the first person that would come in the doors would get a free chicken dinner because they're the first ones to order chicken. Then the next person that would come in, if they ordered shrimp, then they got it for free because they're the first ones to order a shrimp dinner. And uh, the next person would come in and order a pizza, and Mike would look up and see Marion giving him the look, and he'd say, that'll be $3. So he made sure... Uh, to give away food, and she made sure that he charged for enough of it to stay afloat and in business. Now, Mike and Marion, they weren't content with just one pizza location. They took some advice from a Texas oilman who said the best way to make money is to have other people make it for you. With that mantra ringing in their minds, they were eager to begin franchising this pizza concept. Just a few short years after they opened their first location, Mike and Marion sold their first franchise in 1962 in Warren, Michigan. They were then off to the races. They expanded rapidly using this franchise model. And in 1967, they opened their very first location in Detroit. In 1969, they went international and crossed the border into Canada. In the 90s and 2000s, they were found in many Kmart stores. When I read that in the research, that just gave me a blast of nostalgia uh, right there. The smell of merchandise from the store blending with pizza. I remember buying many pizzas from the local Kmart. When Kmart had their bankruptcy issues, Little Caesars moved on Between 2008 and 2015, Little Caesars was the fastest-growing pizza chain in the United States. As of 2017, Little Caesars had uh, 5,463 locations worldwide. They're now in all 50 states and 18 international markets. So Mike and Marion were really the perfect team. As I mentioned, he had the natural talent and ability to market his business, and Marion was relentless in her pursuit to understand the bookkeeping and the accounting side. Uh, Together, they built a pizza empire. 
early on, Marion made the difficult decision to leave home and go to work in the office. She had a young family. It was a hard decision. Uh, Regarding that decision, she said, I promised myself I'd handle both jobs, even if it meant losing sleep and doing work after the kids went to bed. And I promised myself I'd never complain because I was petrified that Mike would want me to go home if it got to be too much. That's what makes it such a a different deal for women. I wanted to be a mother and I wanted to work. I wanted to do both so badly. And when I read that, I was, I was blown away. I was blown away at that resolve. Then I read that she had seven kids. So balancing two very full-time jobs, raising seven kids while also running the bookkeeping for a rapidly expanding and growing company, uh, that's incredible. And I love her attitude that she was going to do whatever it took to do both jobs well. And even if it meant a lot of late nights and no sleep, she was going to make it happen without complaining. Uh, I love that. You just don't see that resolve today. In her later years, she often referred to Little Caesars as her eighth child. In 1979, Little Caesars launched a new promotion. They offered customers two pizzas for the price of what one pizza would cost from a competitor. Cliff Freeman was the brains behind this marketing campaign. He also came up with the famous Where's the Beef campaign used by Wendy's. Mike Illich auditioned several hundred voice actors to read the Pizza Pizza line before just asking Cliff to do it himself. He agreed and the rest was history. Now, interesting fact about Pizza Pizza. In the United States, it's trademarked by Little Caesars. You can't use it. However, in Canada, there's actually a pizza place called Pizza Pizza. They started operating in the late 60s, which was a decade before Little Caesars began using that tagline. So in Canada, they have instead used two pizzas, delivery, delivery, quality, quality. And they also use the famous hot and ready line as well. Kind of takes the ring out of it if you can't say pizza, pizza, but uh, they also don't like being sued, so they can't do that. Mike Illich passed away on February 10th, 2017, and the Detroit News ran a feature on Mike, which I read and loved. Uh, it, It just shows how good of a guy Mike was. Uh. And in that feature, they quoted a customer as saying, we lost a good guy, didn't we? Now, Mike did a lot of great things quietly and out of the public spotlight. Mike and Marion started the Little Caesars Love Kitchen Foundation in 1985. And this foundation is a food truck filled with pizza that feeds hungry people at no charge. And they fed people impacted by various disasters through the years, To date, they have fed over 2 million people. It's incredible. Another another little-known fact about Mike is that he actually paid Rosa Parks rent for 11 years. In 2014, Sports Business Journal interviewed Detroit judge Damon Keith, and Keith requested the interview because he wanted the world to know about this amazing thing that Mike had done. 
1994, Rosa Parks was beaten and robbed while at home in her Detroit, in her Detroit home. She was 81 at the time. Keith told her that he'd find her a safe place to live. Mike Illich got in touch with Keith and told him he'd be willing to pay the rent. And he did that for her every month until she passed away in 2005. He didn't talk about it. He just did it. Keith wanted everyone to know that in addition to the millions of dollars that the Illiches have spent revitalizing downtown Detroit and the Fox Theater, the millions donated to local charities, funding college scholarships and youth sports leagues, of all the incredible things that he has done for the city, Keith said people should know about what he did for Rosa Parks. And I thought that was a really great story about Mike and Marion, and I feel it speaks volumes about who they were as people. Uh, that would have been one of those iconic uh, things to just make a big deal about in the papers. If you're doing it for the publicity, if you're trying to bring attention to yourselves, uh, yeah, I helped Rosa Parks pay her rent, but he didn't do it. And, uh, and he just kept it quiet and did it because it was the right thing to do, and he wanted to help out. And that's how he lived his life, and that's how he did a lot of just really amazing things for the city of Detroit. A lot of people will say uh, that you wouldn't have a downtown Detroit today without the Illiches. Uh, they've really they've poured over $50 million into revitalizing Detroit, and when a lot of companies have been f fleeing out of Detroit, they have actually uh, improved the space and built their headquarters in that city. And that's one thing that I've absolutely loved about doing this podcast, just researching great owners behind businesses we drive past on a daily basis. And these are great people with big hearts that are eager to make a difference in their communities. And Mike and Marion built a legacy around this concept. They've treated their employees through the years with kindness and respect. Mike was once asked what he looked for in hiring new employees. His answer was always the same, enthusiasm. At that time, most of Little Caesar's vice presidents started with the company as hourly employees, and they were promoted from within the organization. Mike and Marion cared more about capability than qualifications and diplomas. After all, they built a massive pizza empire without a college degree between them. And they just wanted people that were hungry to make a difference and hungry to build the business. So I have two fun facts for today's episode. Uh, you may not know this, but Bill Murray used to work at Little Caesars. During his starving artist days, he would eat small pieces of dough during his shift. Anything to keep the tummy full, right? And in 1998, Little Caesars filled what was then the current largest pizza order, filling an order of 13,386 pizzas from the VF Corporation of Greensboro, North Carolina. That's a tremendous amount of pizza. Uh, no one needs that much pizza. <laughs> well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you liked learning something about Little Caesars. And next time you drive by, just take a minute, think about this history and all the great things that they did uh, that Mike and Marion have done over the years. And then also 
get in there and enjoy some of that pizza. It, it, you know, it's it's cheap, but it's cheap for a reason. It's just, it's good. It, it serves a place uh, in all of our lives, and there's no denying that. Again, if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow me on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Toasty Kettle. Until next week.